Gospel Message. This week's Gospel Message is titled, Overcomers in Jesus. Overcomers in Jesus. I find that one of the most comforting verses in the Bible for a Christian, and for a Christian I mean those who have elected to receive Christ as Lord and Savior and deliberately, intentionally walk after His Spirit. Seek Him to grow in the knowledge of Him, to grow in the understanding of Him, to understand all the promises that He has made to us and have faith in those promises and in the one who makes those promises. Now, I go through all this criteria just to emphasize how important it is for us, not just to say we believe in Christ, but there's, you know, a certain action that comes with believing in Christ. There's certain mannerisms, certain characteristics, certain mindsets that come with believing in Christ. And contrary to a lot of the preaching out there, it's not attitudes of perfection. It's not a display of perfection. Because when we're told, you know, that we 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 have to be perfect in order to come to Christ or, you know, by the time we come to Christ that we can't make mistakes anymore. This is what now sets us up for complete and utter failure when we do fall or when we do stumble or when we do make mistakes. But that's not what Christ tells us. Christ wants us to set our hearts on him. There, there, there is a war going on be- within us between our old nature, our sinful nature, and the life of Christ that we receive when we receive him. The life of Christ in the presence of his Holy Spirit. And when we receive this spirit, this spirit is living within us. But that sinful nature is also living within us. And only one can have dominion. And the one that has dominion is the one that we obey. That's the one that we obey. So when the Spirit of Christ comes to live within us, then we have to deliberately obey that Spirit. And that means going against everything that the sinful nature desires us to do. As stated in Galatians chapter 5, it says the works of the flesh are evident. And then it goes down to list all the works of the flesh. But then it now tells us further in that Galatians 5 that the fruit of the Spirit is. And then it goes down to list the fruit of the Spirit. Meaning these are the things that will be exhibited in us, through us, when we are walking after the Spirit. So that struggle. That struggle, I mean, there are lots of trials and tribulations that are external. You know, we have death, we have sickness, we have loss, we have, you know, financial hardships, we have 
physical hardships. There are so many things that happen. But then there's also the spiritual things that happen too. You know, those trials that we are not even aware. Remember how Job went through that trial and he wasn't even aware of why? When we now read the, the book of Job and we say, and we understand that, you know, God was meeting with the sons of men and Satan presented himself and God said, have you considered my servant Job? Then, you know, that's what led to the trial. So sometimes we don't know even why these trials come. We could be going through Job situations without realizing that we're going through Job situations. So a lot of these trials and tribulations are of a spiritual nature because the Bible tells us we do not battle flesh and blood. But again, it might not always have a physical, external manifestation. It might just be that struggle within us where we're struggling with old addictions. We're struggling with temper. We're struggling with, with you know, a loose tongue. We're struggling with foul language. We're struggling with our utterances. We're struggling with our thoughts, which is the biggest one that so many people don't identify because we're so busy looking at the external stuff, you know, and we, we, we don't think about our thoughts and how we're used to thinking a certain way. We, 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 it doesn't start with what we do. It starts with what we think. And when we are living under the authority of the sinful nature, we're accustomed to thinking a certain way. We're accustomed to reasoning a certain way. We're accustomed to when something happens, we process it in this particular way. But the Spirit of Christ chooses to deliver us from even the bondage of our thinking, the bondage of our process the bondage of our mannerisms, the bondage of how we do things and why we do things the way we do things. The Spirit of Christ sheds light on all of this. And then when he now makes us aware that, okay, when you act like this, when you think like this, when this person says this to you or this person does this to you or this situation happens and your mind goes here or there, the Spirit of the Lord will tell us that is you obeying your sinful nature. And how do we know this exactly? Because if it is contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, then it is in obedience to the sinful nature. Because God said the fruit of the Spirit, it, He gave very specific criteria. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control so when we we act in anger or or in malice or in wickedness or in vengeance or retribution we can already see how contrary to the spirit of of the fruit of the spirit that we're acting if we're acting in anger then we're not acting in peace if we're blowing up then we don't have self-control if we're acting in malice, then we're not showing love and kindness. If we're angry or sad or depressed, then we are not exhibiting joy. So it's very evident as the Bible says. So this is the second struggle that a lot of people don't give a lot of credence to because it is the internal struggle that now gives rise to the external stuff that everybody sees. And some people... You know, we, we, we place so much value on these external things. And, and keep in mind, God does not judge us according to that. 
He judges us according to our heart or he considers us according to our heart. So when we have these struggles, these internal struggles, these internal trials where we set our hearts on walking after the spirit, but yet that, that, that sinful nature is still trying to have dominion over us. But because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to us, we tell ourselves, we say no. When the sinful nature comes up, we say no, I'm done with that life. I am not going that way. I'm not going. It, it's, it has to be deliberate. Deliberate. The Holy Spirit is not going to act for us. The Holy Spirit will only help us if we choose to act in him. Then he helps us. But if we choose to cleave to the desires of the sinful nature, the Holy Spirit has the hands off because we have made our choice. And sometimes, and this is why God is so merciful, because after years and years of years of being under the authority of this sinful nature, our God knows that it is hard to break these habits, but that is why it is so important for us to remain prayerful, to remain connected to the cross. And as Jesus said, come boldly to the throne of grace where we shall find mercy and grace to help in our time of need at every struggle between the sinful nature and the life in the spirit, that is our time of need. So in those times, we come boldly to the throne of grace. In those times, we turn to the Lord and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Not liberty to live according to the flesh, but liberty to not obey the sinful nature. So these trials, our Christ recognizes and he has mercy on us and he continues to empower us and we overcome day after day after day. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are renewed every morning as long as we set our minds and our hearts to him. And I started out saying that there was a verse that I find incredibly comforting. And that verse is John 16, verse 33. And this is where Jesus was saying to his disciples, he said, I have told you all this so you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Take heart. Don't worry, as some translations say. Don't be afraid, as some translations say. He says, I have overcome the world. So when we are in Christ, even though the struggle is there, we are overcomers in him. As long as we continue to turn to him, as long as we continue to set our hearts on him, as long as we yield to his spirit that continues to expose every wicked way within us. And it is that same spirit that also leads us in the way everlasting. We are overcomers over every trial, over every tribulation, over every struggle, over every hardship, as long as we are in Christ, we are overcomers. It may put us down a notch, but our Christ will raise us back up as long as we continue to walk in him, as long as we continue to seek him, as long as we continue to live every second of every minute of every hour of every day of our lives 
in him. It is not difficult. The struggles are hard, but he knows we're going to go through those struggles. He went through them. And that's why he tells us, if it happened to me, you can expect it to happen to you. But do not be afraid. Do not worry. I am with you. And I have overcome the world. If we believe this, if we believe this promise, then that peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus, in his word, in his promise, in the assurance of his power, in the assurance of his protection and victory. That is where our hearts are guarded. And we conduct ourselves as victors, as overcomers. Satan can jeer when we stumble. But we all know that if he jeers when we stumble, you know he's in anguish when we are raised up. And Christ will raise us up. And Satan hates it. But the only time where we cannot be raised is when we are not in Christ. As long as we remain in him, even though we stumble, he will raise us up. The goal is to remain steadfast in him. And as long as we remain steadfast in him, we will continue to be overcomers. So let this promise, brothers and sisters, comfort you. Let it give you joy. Let it give you hope. Because no matter what we go through in this world, no matter the internal struggle or the external struggle, we are victorious in Christ Jesus. We have his peace. We have his joy. We have his power because in him we are overcomers. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.